The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, as always. This week, it is video game week here at SB Nation, and all of the smaller blogs, a part of the bigger brand of SB Nation, have been producing a number of different types of content related to video games, trying to find ways to relate our teams to Madden or even just video games in general. We've put out already a couple posts, uh, one specifically talking about Saquon Barkley and five of his video game-like plays where he did unhuman things that not really anyone else can do in the NFL. So today's show, we wanted to be a part of the spirit of Video Game Week, and the way that we thought we could do that is talking about current and also a few former Giants players that have athletic traits that make them absolute cheat codes on the field and heck also relating back to video games and Madden also in video games as well so the gist of things though just players that were impossible to stop had athletic traits that made them freakish athletes big time playmakers in specific spots and going with this current roster Chris the first guy that we have to talk about and folks listening in you can probably guess who we're going to bring up first here. That's Saquon Barkley. How could we not talk about the guy that is 230 pounds, six feet tall, and runs a 4-4-40, as well as having some of the greatest, most slippery jukes out of any running back in the NFL? Barkley is... I, I don't even know if we should continue the rest of this list. He is the biggest cheat code we have seen out of any Giants player. <laughs> yeah, the, what Barkley does, what he is capable of doing as an athlete is just insane. Those of you on Twitter, uh, if you're not follow, following Sean Miska uh, at Movement Miyagi, you should be. He is a, uh, a movement skills specialist. He works with athletes and he analyzes football players from a movement perspective. And the breakdowns he has done of Barkley and just the way he is capable of moving, you know, solving problems in three dimensions, it really shines a light on just how special an athlete he is. 
it's easy to talk about his speed. It's easy to talk about his power, but the way he is able to just blend those things together, he is kind of right on the ragged edge of what it is to be human. And he kind of constantly reminds you that at the scouting combine, scouts were saying they wouldn't have been surprised if he strapped a cape on and flew away when he was done. And I think that about says it. Certainly his ability to cut on a dime, redirect very quickly is the biggest reason why Saquon is so difficult to tackle by defenders. And relating it back to Madden, we're not going to do this with every single guy, but relating this specifically back to Madden, if you're a player of the game and you understand this, if not, there is a recent feature that they added this past year, which is the superstar X-Factor ability. What this means is top 50 players in the NFL are given this ability, which makes them unstoppable if they go on some type of a hot streak in a game. And Saquon's is the ability to pretty much juke out anybody. So if he's hot, you can't tackle him. And more often than not, I think that these X-Factor abilities are unrealistic, but Saquon's is 100% one of the few that actually I can agree with because he does that in games. Once he gets rolling, he puts people on the ground because they think that he's going one way. He completely redirects to open space and allows them to fall completely flat on their face because of that, that fluidity and movement ability. Chris, another guy and our next player that's on this current roster that is certainly video game esque in his athletic makeup is Evan Ingram, the giant starting tight end. And even though we haven't seen him 100% on the field, if he is 100% healthy, he could quite possibly be the fastest tight end currently starting in the NFL with that 4-4 speed despite being 6 foot 3, 240, 250. Yeah, I've said this a few times. Evan Ingram should be maybe the the premier matchup nightmare in the NFL. You know, you think about what other hybrid tight ends have done in years past what George Kittle is currently doing what Aaron Hernandez did before his will be charitable and say fall from grace what the Colts used to do with Dallas Clark or even going back to Kellen Winslow Evan Ingram could and really should be that kind of player that kind of threat yeah he really is one of these tight ends who is just too big for most defensive backs to deal with and he is just way too fast for pretty much any linebacker to keep up with you know we said back in a couple shows ago when we were talking about which players could benefit the most from the Giants new coaching staff yeah we I think we would both be really really surprised and really disappointed if the Giants do not use Evan Ingram to his potential if they don't just unleash that athleticism let him be that explosive playmaker we know he can be the other thing too is his deep speed his acceleration make him such a makes him such a threat across the middle of the field running crossing routes if you want to send him on a go route he's fast enough to blow past safeties and linebackers if they don't properly pick him up he is very very quick very very quick for a player of his size and I think the other thing too that makes him Um, video game-esque is that he can be lined up and moved around to create huge mismatches on the field 
good hands, but you can put him out in the, into the slot if you want to to create that type of a mismatch where a defense doesn't know, should we go put a linebacker on him? Should we use a corner on him? Should we use a safety? And he has the ability and the athleticism to take advantage of all of those types of matchups. It's again, it's just still a matter of if he's on the field and actually playing. Yeah, I honestly don't understand how an offense coordinator cannot just have fun, just sit there giggling, dreaming up plays for Ingram. Like right now I could imagine, you know, maybe one of the most evil things you could do is line him up in the slot, then motion him into the backfield as an H back and have him run a wheel route. How is the defense supposed to cope with that? I, I'm honestly not sure. I also don't know why we haven't seen that. The positional versatility too makes him very, very unique as a player because he's not too big, but he has that size of almost a fullback H back type, but he is primarily obviously used as a tight end. Our last player is Darius Slayton. And if you've played Madden before, even if it was the earliest version, there's always that one guy that you play that will run a go route on the outside with the fastest player on the field and just throw it to him every single time. And I think Darius Slayton's like that type of a player. If you're in the middle of a video game or even in a game and you can't figure out how to stop the fastest player on the field from running a go route then he is going to burn you every single time those situations occur. And I see Darius Slayton as that type of a playmaker. He doesn't do it super consistently, and he does get shut down a little bit easier than I think we would hope. But we saw flashes last year where they just said, Darius, go deep, and we're going to get you the rock, and he was able to do that. Slayton was definitely a very pleasant surprise this past year, and I think he was kind of a surprise, a sleeper that people weren't really looking at because of the offense he was in in college. You know, the that Auburn Auburn offense is about as far from an NFL pro style offense as you can get. Even though the NFL is actively adopting college concepts, it, the Auburn offense is really more like a high school offense than a, than even a college spread offense at times. Really, I think people probably should have paid a lot closer attention to Slayton's raw athleticism and his really kind of ridiculous explosiveness. Go back, uh, during the Combine, he actually came out as the sixth most explosive player, or at least receiver, at the Combine in his draft year. You know, he was up there only just a a little bit behind uh, DK Metcalf and Paris Campbell. He came out ahead of Terry McLaurin, other guys who had, you know, really good rookie years like Debo Samuel. So the fact that he can run those go routes, post routes, corner routes, and just streak down the field, blow past defensive backs who just are not ready for him, and then out jump them. That really shouldn't be much of a surprise. Also, even though Darius Slayton didn't run a crazy 4-2-40 like we see with John Ross and Henry Ruggs, he still is very, very fast on, on tape and on the field. I think his play speed might even be faster than what his timed 40 speed was, which I think is uh, more important than having that clock time, which is all the more reason why I think that Darius Slayton is somewhat of a, a cheat, if you will, in the NFL game today and also for the Giants offense. If they can get him the ball in those types of plays, those types of route concepts, they're going to be able to pick up some serious chunks game in and game out. We've got three more guys that are human cheat codes, guys that were impossible to play against 
because of their elite traits. These guys are former Giants players. Before we get to them, though, we're going to take a really short commercial break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. First former giant. This one is yet another obvious one. We couldn't not talk about arguably, actually not even arguably, the best former Giants defender, uh, Mr. Lawrence Taylor, who was impossible to block by opposing offensive lines. And I think Lawrence Taylor is exactly the reason why pass rushers have become such a premium position in this league because if you have a guy like Taylor who is so slippery and so athletic, so explosive, so quick, that is unblockable, you can wreak total havoc on opposing quarterbacks and opposing offenses. Yeah, is it possible to get a steal at second overall? Because that's what the Giants did with LT. <laughs> yeah, he really redefined the outside linebacker, what we now come to call edge position. And I think you could probably argue he was the first edge. Yeah, he was a guy, he had basically the size of a defensive lineman. He was big enough to be a defensive end, but he was just so explosive, so agile, so athletic that teams just really did not know how to deal with him. We have heard that Offensive coordinators really first started using chip blocks to try to figure out some way of slowing LT down to keep him from just taking over the whole game. And it really didn't work all that well because he was just so much of a different animal than anyone else playing that position at that time. And really, he would probably be a different animal from most of the edge players today. I can only think of maybe Von Miller, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, and that would be about it. The fact that, you know, almost 40 years after he was drafted, he would probably still come into the league and be an elite player. And that's not even counting the effect that improved nutrition, improved training, and all of that would have on him. I If there is an all-time Madden, if LT isn't one of the very highest rated defenders, there is something very, very wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that's certainly very true because of LT and his impact that he had 
I almost wonder what he would be able to do in today's modern NFL if he'd be even more productive with some of the creativity from these defensive schemes that we we see today from defensive coordinators. Our second guy, and I think this has to be my favorite one on the list just because of out of the criteria, he without a doubt fits that exact criteria of how is this guy allowed to play the position that he does and how was he able to have such an impact? That being Brandon Jacobs, part of the one-two punch that was Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs. The obvious reason why he makes this list is the fact that he was six foot four, two hundred and sixty pounds, and ran a four-five-six. This man was built like a fullback, ran like a a power back that was at six foot two thirty but played the running back position at an impactful rate. He was very much a playmaker for that Giants offense. Now, he wasn't really the featured back for the Giants, but holy crap, if you needed a few yards in a short yardage situation, you know for sure that Brandon Jacobs was going to get that for you. The guy was built like a defensive lineman. He was so big, but still managed to play uh, running back. Yeah, if Jacobs played... You know, defensive end. I don't think anyone would have blinked at it. You know, this is. I believe our listeners know. I went to SUNY Albany, and you know, while I was going there, the Giants were still using the U Albany campus for their training camps. My roommate, while I was in college, worked on worked in maintenance during the summer and over breaks. He got to meet a lot of the Giants of that era, and he would tell me you. You just cannot conceive of how massive a human Brandon Jacobs is. I, yeah, linemen are huge, but Jacobs wasn't fat. He was just enormous, but just that you know, he was just an enormous human being. His arms were bigger than my roommate's legs, things like that. And really, the amazing thing is that Jacobs was fast, and not just for fast for his size. He was fast, period. You know, there's a concept called a speed score, which basically is used to calculate how fast somebody is for their size. It's kind of like a density, you know, how much of something there is within a defined area. And Brandon Jacobs had one of the highest speed scores of all time. You know, he's might not have been Bo Jackson as far as, you know, speed for his size goes, but he also wasn't terribly far off. And among modern running backs, he's kind of the measure that everyone has to or he's kind of the standard by which everyone has to be measured by. I know the a lot of current Giants fans think of Jacobs towards the end, you know, when his he had taken so many shots to the knees. But the power he had between the tackles and when he was really dangerous would be if the Giants actually used him off tackle, because then he could stretch those long legs out. There isn't a defensive back around who is going to try to tackle that once he gets moving and get. Jacobs in open space, and he really was a cheat code. A different kind of cheat code than Saquon Barkley, but a cheat code nonetheless. It's so entertaining to me that the site that I pulled up to reference his combine performance numbers, it has a little thing on the side that says similar athletic profiles. The number one closest one is Jadavion Clowney, and then the second one is former guard Randall McDaniel. So not a single running back on here that is compared to uh, his athletic build, his makeup, his explosiveness, all of that stuff because he was built like a defensive end, 
moved like a tight end, but again, still managed to play that running back position and have an impact for one of the best Giants running back duos of all time. Last player is a, a former Giant, but still currently in, a, in the NFL, Mr. Odell Beckham Jr., the guy with the greatest hands that I think we've seen and the greatest catch we've ever seen as Giants fans with that leaping, diving, one-handed catch he made against the Dallas Cowboys. Simple enough, I think what made Odell such a, 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 a cheat was, one, he had long speed. He was very good at getting open. He was a polished route runner. But I think even bigger than that, though, was the fact that he had elite hands. In his time with the Giants, he had some of the best hands out of any receiver in the NFL, so that made him impossible to guard because if even if he was tightly covered and if Eli had to get him the ball one way or the other, he was able to make those contested grabs, pick up uh, a big yardage plays because he had such good hands and not only an ability just to make catches, but to be able to make spectacular ones, unrealistic plays, diving grabs. And the fact that he did it week in and week, not week in and week out, but he did it more than once. Yeah, it, it was for a stretch of about three years. It, it seemed like, you know, people would tune in just to see what kind of catch Odell would make every week. And, you know, I, I think it is easy to concentrate on his athletic ability, his speed, his agility, his explosiveness. But I think what really did allow him to shatter record books as a rookie, as a sophomore was the fact that he came into the league as a polished professional and he also had those athletic abilities to really allow him to do pretty much whatever he wanted on the field. You know, he, he was basically impossible to cover one-on-one. We saw him you know, very early in his career just absolutely burn Richard Sherman when he was at really the height of his ability with the Seattle Seahawks. And to see a player that young come in with that level of ability and it it's not like when randy moss came into the nfl where he was just bigger longer faster than everyone else odell was you know he had cut he had modest size for a wide receiver he's not a big guy he's fast and explosive but really not any more so than a lot of other receivers or defensive backs for that matter it's just that he was able to combine everything he put it all together massive catch radius sticky hands explosive athleticism and absolute precision route running and it just all worked and there wasn't anything defenses could realistically do to stop him when he set his mind on getting open Always open, and then whenever he had the opportunity to, was making crazy grabs uh, because of his hands and, and just the, the overall technician quality ability that he had. And justifiably, I think it made sense why the Giants made him the highest paid receiver at the time. However, he is now a Cleveland Brown and no longer with the Giants. But that is going to be it for our show here today, where we talked about video game-like players on the Giants, guys that from Madden to even the, the on the field were impactful uh, because of how explosive they were. Be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you may be listening to us and also follow us on social media at Big Blue View. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Chris at Raptor MKII. We're going to continue on with our positional 
preview series. We'll move on to the tight end group next Monday as we've been doing. Also, we will continue to do some more of these fun topics. And if there's anything that you think would be interesting to talk about that you want to hear about, feel free to reach out to us by shooting us a DM on either of our Twitter accounts or tweeting at us as well as sending a message into the Facebook